0: Hey, hey, hey! It's John Grimes from Ambiguously Blind. You are listening to the AT Banter podcast, where I am unofficially known as Mike Five.
1: Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter, banter, banter. And I oh, whiffed pricey. again. Whiffed, you whiffed. <laughs> the <cow out>. <laughs> I whiffed on the whiffed again.
2: Jeez. Uh, this does not up.
1: bode well for 2024. Oh. I know. All right, whatever. We're going with it. Hey, everybody. This is, of course, the podcast where we talk with... What's my notes? God damn it. <laughs> 2024. <laughs> oh, you talk goodness. with your notes, God damn it? Hey, hey, of course, this is a podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability.
2: Got it. Hey,
1: <laughs> my name is Rob Mano and joining me today, Mr. Whiffer himself, Ryan Flurry. Hey, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, indeed. And of course, joining us again in this early morning hour, Mr. Steve Barkley.
3: I have coffee,
1: I am happy. And uh, yeah, it's brand new year and uh, look at it, it's an 8 a.m. show, isn't this great? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, great. And, great. and if,
1: if people can, if people now can understand why that intro uh, was like it was. It makes, it makes so much more sense now. So yeah, the rest of the year. Coffee. is
2: gonna be smooth sailing for the intro, right?
1: yeah that's exactly
2: excellent but optimism
1: uh, yeah well listen how are you guys uh, how was your how's the new year so far good. so good yeah yeah did you guys do anything uh anything fun for new years nope
3: okay. i stayed i stayed in my pajamas and went over to a neighbor's
1: Hmm. wow yeah and i made nachos and watched a couple bad movies so nice. wow look at us I know party animals, (laughs) there's just no holding us back. No, no kidding. Anything else to say about the holidays? Did everyone have a good break at least?
3: Oh yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, We took the week off between Christmas and new years and just, uh, sort of, well, I wouldn't say relaxed because it was a nonstop uh, rush (laughs) until Christmas and then, you know, panic at uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas boxing day, actually boxing day wasn't so bad. We mostly sat around, ate chips and played board games nice but uh yeah it was uh when the 27th rolled around though it was uh, time to exhale and really settle down for some good you know world junior hockey
2: and anti-christmas music yes
1: uh okay well that's nice yeah Yeah, I mean, it was a nice break. Uh, We, you know, we we as well were were off, uh, you know, for for the good week or whatever it was, eight, nine days, uh, which is nice. And some people are actually still off uh, this week as well. Uh, I know a lot of the schools aren't back until... Yeah, they don't get back to next, yeah. Yeah, until next week. And I think some organizations are still still taking uh, the rest of this week as well. So, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Nice free two-week vacation, so... Well, oh, hey,
3: and as as many of you know, uh, Ryan and I conspired on an anti-Christmas song this year. And uh, Ryan, I got to tell you, it is the first time that I've ever had a song I've been involved with turn into an ear room, earworm for me. I just could not get that song out of my head all Christmas. That's the idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, big hit. Uh anyone who uh is interested in just listen to the uh the, the opening of our uh Christmas episode uh a couple episodes back. It's a great song.
2: <laughs> I don't know if it's a great song, but it, it was a great. great. great song. It was great. It was great. It was, great. <laughs>
1: it was
3: certainly earwormable, that's for sure. Yeah, that's indeed.
1: Right. Yeah. All right, enough self-promotion. Hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Uh what the heck are we doing today?
2: Well, you know, I thought it was high time we had some previous guests back on AT Banter. So I dug through the archives and way back on episode 210, we had these two gentlemen on from Double Tap. So I'd like to welcome back to the show Sean Priest and Stephen Scott. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey!
4: It's hey. hey. So good to be hey. here. I didn't like the dug down like we're some sort of relics that have been dug out <laughs> from <the laughs> 2018 or whenever it was.
3: Yeah, you were excavated somewhere in yes. the Pilistine era.
4: I beg your pardon. <laughs> you, you were, ex,
3: you were excavated mind. from somewhere in the Pilistine era.
0: <laughs> so, my question is do we need to play the Cobell as well? And how do we get the Cobell? Is it necessary? Is that like a Canadian law thing on on broadcasting that you, you must do the cowbell? You
4: must ding a bell at some point just to scare your guests. Is that how that works?
1: <laughs> so it's a CRTC ruling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's it's only it's only when you're boring beyond a certain level that you actually have to get more cowbell into your podcast. So I think I think you guys are okay. Go. You can probably you
0: could probably get by with a tambourine or something. Well, where I come from it would probably be the banjo That'll get me in trouble There you go Uh, But yeah um, (laughs) Hello, Scotland (laughs) (laughs) I love my country, honestly I love it I I know it doesn't sound like I do But I do Uh, How are you guys? Uh, This has been lovely And it's really nice to be back with you guys Especially in 2024 Since it was only 18 short years ago That we spoke Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to be back It really is
1: Yeah, no, we we love having you And uh, we are I'm telling you, we're excited to talk a little bit about tech get a little bit geeky about tech uh because of course the you know that's uh, a subject that's near and dear to all of our hearts as well but i so but let's let's talk about you guys um because i understand a la- lot from last time we talked to you, you guys have the show itself uh has gone through some uh through some changes because i think at the time you were weekly question mark
0: yeah um right, but man. now i understand you're daily yeah we got some dirt on the boss and um <laughs> we thought let's use it and uh yeah we, we blackmailed them we got him out for a drink and we said look we're taking this daily whether you like it or not yes. uh no seriously uh we, we've been doing this show for uh, well i don't know how long we've been doing this Ever. show to be honest feels like forever um but i say feels like forever in a good way you know like a good marriage <laughs> not like a terrible marriage I and um <laughs>
4: I'm looking at options.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's on Tinder every night. Or is it, yes. no, yeah, not I'm swiping there. right. Yeah, Or is it left? I don't know. Two-finger swipe right, isn't it? I mean, how does that work? I often thought that. How does it work on Tinder? Because surely we have two-finger swipe right if you're using voiceover. Or is voice it a
4: three-finger swipe right? If it's and and right? can you get
0: any descriptions of the, uh, of the people?
4: Oh, no, that's dangerous. Anyway, you know, sorry, yeah. we've gone off on a tangent. Carry on.
0: No, no, tangents are good. We, we fully approve of tangents. Listen, it's how we get through the daily show. Uh.
4: <laughs> That's why we've gone daily. It's all yeah. about the tangents. It's funny, though. You mentioned that you know, it used to be weekly question mark. And sometimes I've got to think, was it just once a week we used to do it? It seems so strange just to think back that it was a, a, a once a week show, a weekly show. And now we do it every day. And quite honestly, it doesn't feel like, um, like hard work. I'm I'm going to say it, Stephen. It just doesn't. It's just, you know, the daily show is something I I really enjoy.
0: There is nothing about what we do that is work on any level. And I mean that in every serious way. And there's people out there who are, like, digging streets and, you know, uh, building buildings and uh, other occupations are available. (laughs) Um, And, you know, they're doing real work, right? And, you know, it's like I was talking to somebody the other day and this is a person who is a nurse in a hospital that's a very busy city hospital. And she's saying to me all the challenges and the difficulties she has. And she said, so what are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm just talking to my mate, Sean, or doing a recording. And then I start bitching about it like oh you know gotta do it and it's good gotta do it at five o'clock tonight i mean five o'clock that's eating into my dinner evening you know and it's like (laughs) this person is working 12-hour shifts non-stop you know and here i am doing this honestly though we just love what we do that's the truth of it and i think that's kind of what made it go live i mean the backstory is interesting because since we last spoke at the time we were doing Double Tap, we were also doing Tech Talk on the RNIB radio station in the UK. And in 2021, I left RNIB, and and it's, it sounds pathetic and sounds weird, but the truth is, I just got bored very quickly, and thought I need to do something more than just once a week a show. I, I just I felt it just wasn't enough in my week in my my life. And I was doing TV as well. We were doing double tap TV. But even that, that was once a week as well. And it was a bit different the way we recorded that. We would record it in batches. So it wasn't like we were sitting down every week to do a show. And um, I said to Sean, I said, you know what? I needed some structure in my life. And I decided that he needed structure in his life as well.
4: Apparently <laughs> I uh, did, yes.
0: And yeah, I don't think you were keen on the idea, but you went no, with no, it. No,
4: no, no. Apparently I needed lots of structure
0: every you day. Did. You yeah. did. And I thought, I can Thanks. help you with this. Yes. So I said, I'm going to help you and uh, I'm going to give you structure. And every day at 9 a.m., we're going to get together and record something. I'm going to stick it up the internet and see what happens. And that's what we did. And we, we created a, a show called Blind Guy Talks Tech, which was just a bit of fun. And it became a really popular podcast that we did not <laughs> intend it to become. We were just mucking about. We really were just mucking around and we were just going to talk about stuff. And, and it's that, That We did that for six months, seven months, actually. But in the sixth month of it, that's when AMI came along and said, hey, look, we were thinking we might be interested in this show going daily. And I must admit, they were a little bit nervous about it because, you know, a technology show every day seemed like a stretch, even though clearly the topic is interesting and it's popular and all that. But can you really get enough out of that subject for six days a week? I mean, five days a week, actually, at that point. And um, I always believe that, I mean, look, I'm a radio guy. I come from a radio background. You put a microphone in front of me, I'll talk. And I'll just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And you, you'll understand We've that noticed. very shortly if you haven't already. <laughs> um, so talking's not a problem for me. And, you know, what I also wanted to do on the show was kind of talk a little bit more about our experiences because we know that not even so much around tech, but just our own vision experiences. And both Sean and I, and, you know, you can speak for this, but... You know, we were both going through our own separate sight loss journeys, shall we say, at the same time. And so we were kind of dealing with that and and that started to seep into the show as well. But on a weekly show, it was difficult because you just didn't have enough time to get into all that. You had all the week to unpack, you had feedback, you had other things going on, and you just wanted to cover all that. Didn't really give you much of a chance to actually just say, you know what, I'm having a really crap day and just be honest about things. And so when the Daily came along, it kind of gave us that opportunity. And I'll be honest, guys, I didn't know what AMI were going to do with it. I didn't know if they would even. I, I, I just kept joking with Sean. I'm like, they're going to just take this show and go, yeah, let's just tell them we're airing it and, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> no and <idea>. we'll just <laughs> bin it. But actually, you know, it seems to have become very popular. People want to hear us talk about our stories, our own vision loss journeys, as well as the tech, you know, because there's no way you can detach the two.
1: you know i think that it's it's also a really a really powerful combination that gives you a little bit more time and space to sort of talk about your own lived experience along with you know a little bit of humor and some information and you've got like a a real recipe for some you know infotainment as they say Mm -hmm. which has kind of always been the way that we've approached it too and you know it's interesting that you know we've we've always felt like man how are we going to produce a, a weekly podcast? Uh, we're going to run out of stuff uh, almost immediately. But it just it it doesn't seem to happen. I mean, I, I think as long as you you sort of have the right the right combination of of elements, um, you're you're just never you never nobody seems to be hard pressed to, to really come up with the content. Of
4: course,
3: we had to add two extra elements in order to make that happen.
1: True. <laughs> True.
4: <laughs> it's all about the conversation, right, though? If it's a, a good conversation you're having, honestly, the topic can be about anything. Um, it, we, we have the joke that it's a tech show, honestly, because we go off off tech topics so often. But it, it still it seems to be a, a conversation that people are interested in. And I've got to say, going daily is really helped with the feedback and listener interaction. You know, the the listeners are absolutely fantastic and they really help to drive the show every day.
0: But it is, you know, at the heart of any show, no matter what it is, and I I get a lot of people who come to me privately or publicly or whatever and will say, you know, hey, I want to make a podcast about something, should I do it? And my answer is always, yes, why not? I mean, I've said this a lot, but you know, nobody ever said to an author, Ah the libraries are full of books you don't need to write any more books mm-hmm. there's always room for more right and I think there's so few of us out there telling our stories and and explaining our lives you know because I get people who listen to the show and you will have the same they may not contact I'm sure there's people who don't contact me on this on this but there's plenty of sighted people will listen to this content because they want to hear us talk about us and what it's, it's voyeuristic in some way but it's also about getting the questions answered without having to ask the question. I actually had a an optometrist from a, a major um, eye hospital in, in England get in touch with me to say that she listened every single day to the show. And I asked her, why? I mean, why are you getting out of this? <laughs> we ask that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> why are you listening? I mean, it's not the best reaction. I keep getting told to stop asking that question. Why are you listening to this? But... The the answer was basically, you know, I learned so much, not just about the tech, but your stories and how that relates to the tech. And, you know, what we've done is, and, and I guess it's part of my interest in radio from years ago, which was, and proper radio, I mean, like proper old school radio, where it was all about having a conversation with a member of the audience. This microphone is someone's ear, and I'm talking into your ear, I'm telling you my story. And And once people understand that concept... You can create something wonderful and it doesn't have to be, you know, big, fancy, you know, jingles and introductions and the best audio productions. I mean, we're having a conversation with someone once about, you know, how to get started with a podcast. And they're like, oh, I was told to get this microphone and get this audio interface and get this. And I'm like, just use your phone. <laughs> just talk. I'll give you a great story, right? And this is a story which it proves a point. And the point is always that content is king. No matter what the podcast, no matter what the show, no matter what it is, content is everything. There was a radio station in the UK. I don't know if you remember this, Sean, but there was a radio station in the UK um, probably, I mean, probably 20 years ago now. And it was called One Word. And it was a book show, a book channel, an audiobook channel. So it was a radio station that just played audiobooks all day. And it wasn't a big success. It just didn't do too well. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. Digital radio, as it was, yes. um, was in its infancy at that point. And, and they just um, played
4: one word of the audiobook. So. <laughs> That's right. They so only it played was one word. I you <laughs> to guess what it was.
0: <laughs> 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 Terrible ah. idea. And, um, yeah, so they they had this channel. And so, of course, not many people could listen to it. But of those people, hardly anybody did. So they decided to to scrap the idea. And... Because, similar to broadcast channels in, in any country, there are laws and regulations around it, they, even though they held, they still held the license for the channel, so they had to broadcast something. So the station engineer goes off into his cupboard, comes back out with a CD of birdsong, and he sticks the CD in the CD player and hits loop and just plays that and, ch- and changes the name of the channel from one word on the digital readout to birdsong. And they said okay that'll do it. that'll do it until we get the until the license runs out and it was kind of a laugh it was a joke right it was like <laughs> yeah it became more popular as the birdsong channel that it was as the book channel in fact when they finally took it off air they got complaints oh. now this was the same cd on loop for the best part of two years <laughs> and it and it became so popular and i remember there were news articles about it there were people campaigning to stop it being shut down i mean it was ridiculous now this wasn't a time before smartphones you know you could just summon Ooh. anything you want at any point right but it was an it was such an interesting thing and it proved the point that content is king it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter how it's presented how it's produced it's about the content that's it
1: now that gives me all kinds of ideas about uh, maybe maybe introducing another co-host to the show, like a, oh, like an like, a, like a an ostrich
3: maybe yeah,
1: yeah sure <laughs> move?
3: Yeah.
1: the the more popular podcasting has become I mean we started out what you know eight years ago um, when there wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of podcasts out there you know in mm-hmm. fact our I remember starting up and and our biggest problem was people would be like what's a podcast and how the heck do I listen to it. So you know we've sort of we, we've sort of been in this space you know long enough to to really see it grow, and now you know you can't you can't throw a rock without hitting somebody that has a podcast and, and in a way, I love that, but in another way, you know I guess I get annoyed at like really high profile like celebrities doing doing podcasts cuz it's just like you know what Can you just do, go do the celebrity thing like get get out of here cuz podcasting really i feel like is a grassroots thing it's the neat mm-hmm. thing about podcasting was always that anybody could do it if you if you had a message if you had something to talk about it was it was um it was entry level you could get into it as long as you had a phone or a microphone or and you don't even you don't even need anything expensive like you were saying and i and i think that that's the real power of podcasting the trouble is now, um, it, the 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 field is so crowded that uh, it can make it can make getting off the ground difficult for some
0: folks. Yeah, it's truly democratizing though, because you can look. Like, we can do this show. We could we could start another podcast tomorrow. We could all just decide to start a podcast tomorrow, and it's out there, and you know anybody could pick it up. Anyone could, could listen to. It. We don't we don't know who. We don't know how. And, you know, look, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Of course, I'm very lucky that I've amassed a number of listeners from starting out doing the Tech Talk show way back when, which, by the way, was laughed out the room when I suggested that as an idea, as a radio show. I want to do an hour on tech. And the boss is like, really? Are you kidding? Who is going to listen to that? And when I went off and did it, I was laughed at. It was just like, this is such a waste of time and air time. But, you know, they did it just to, Chopped me up, basically, gave me an hour at night and said, look, don't break anything. Just go and do it. Yeah. And it became the station's most pop- popular program. It was the only show that ever got a response. Uh, it was the only show that ever got interest and in listenership. And, and you know, Double Tap is is kind of following the same path. It's, it's just such an engaging show. And, you know, it's not about me. It's not about Sean. It's about, it's about the topic, I think, because the topic is something that brings us together. You know, it's, it's very difficult. If we just did a show, because it's funny, right? People have said to me in the past, "Well, you know, you and Sean, you got on really well. You've you, you have such a dynamic on air that it, it, it works, it resonates with people. And I, and I don't doubt that tr- to be true, right? I don't doubt that's a huge factor. And of course it is. But if we would decided to do a show purely on our vision loss experiences, I don't think it would be as popular. Because I think that, you have to have something that brings everybody in. And that will bring some people in, but it won't bring everybody in. And the tech does bring everybody together. You know, because we can all kind of unite around this thing. We might disagree on how this is done or how that's done or this piece of kit or that piece of kit, but we can all kind of get around the general themes. And I think that's why technology is such a great place to start. When we started doing, because we now do Access Tech Live on AMI TV as well, myself and Marco Flalo do that. And we we pivoted that show last year to be all about disability and tech rather than blindness and tech specifically, because we felt, well, look, there's an opportunity here to look at a wider audience. But again, it's quite difficult to unite the the disabled community. (laughs) So I don't know if you guys feel this, but you (laughs) know, deaf people and blind people and people in wheelchairs and people with different, you know, we're not a natural fit together. Yeah, there's not a lot of carryover from one to the next, at least not here. No, which is weird, right? Because you think, well, hang on, we're all disabled. But those experiences can be so different. I, I was at a golf thing. Um, I don't do, I mean, I, I know I'm Scottish and therefore golf is clearly running through my veins. <laughs> golf and but,
4: drinking. But, yeah. yeah, well, yeah,
0: I prefer to <laughs> drinking, to be honest, especially afterwards. But yeah, I went to this thing. It was a, it was a disability golf partnership event and there were four groups of us there were two kids who had cerebral palsy two kids who were deaf and there was a couple of adults who were there and they were former uh, army uh, soldiers they were veterans and they had um, lost limbs in war and there was me and a friend of mine covering the blind category and um what fascinated me in that situation was none of the groups talked to each other Mm -hmm. like so, so the army guys or their ball Sort of rolled over towards us, and there was like, this moment of awkwardness. was was like, uh, could, could we, "Can we we get that back? Um, th- 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 thanks, back back." And then boom, off. Where is? And it? then it was just like, "Why why can't we just get together on this?" Because, but the, the reality is that their experiences are so different to ours, and it, that's why the disability umbrella can be challenging at times because it doesn't really fit all of us. Of course. Not. And there's people who don't even subscribe to the disability umbrella. You know, they don't even think of themselves as disabled. And yet, at the same time, they are. But their, their experiences just don't marry up with anything we do. So it's very hard to bring people together under that one umbrella at all and share each other's experiences. But I think, again, technology can be the uniter. Because you might not understand the situation, but you can understand how the tech can aid the person. And right. that allows a bit of empathy and understanding, I think, that you don't get by just just comparing notes on disability.
1: Well, I think the other other real value in in talking about assistive technology is that it it can be very complicated technology and have such a huge impact in people's lives. But at the same time, it it can be challenging because you could have the same piece of assistive technology work for one person and not really be the best fit for the other. And it's all, and and this is, I think, where the importance of discussing it in, in a practical way you know, through your lived experience, that's when bec- that becomes really valuable to people to, to listen to because then they're, they're going to go, okay, well, this piece maybe would work for me. Um, you know, and plus, plus the fact that, you know, these are all generally very expensive items. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people can't just, you know, Oh, I'll just buy this and try it out. And if it
0: doesn't work, I'll just try something else. But Sean's okay. You cover that, don't you, Sean? You cover the cheap end of the market. I do, yes.
4: I I, I like to call it the affordable end rather than the cheap end. Thank you, Stephen Scott. But yes, I am the hobo end of the market. I I just think I got really interested back into tech um, when mainstream started to gain accessibility. That's the, the, the end all for me because um i was always into computers as a kid it's what i did at college i was always into it and then when my you know magnification wasn't enough i started to look into other you know screen readers and whatever else and you're looking at specialized tech because suddenly a laptop wouldn't do it for me a mainstream laptop and i'm looking at specialized tech and the prices were just inaccessible as well it just means i couldn't use it and as soon as Accessibility started to creep into the mainstream, start to get, you know, okay, we got narrator built into Windows, we got voiceover. um, And then of course with the iPhone gaining uh, voiceover with the, was it the 3G or the 4S? Can't remember, now 3G. Um, That's when it really started to get exciting for me again, technology. And I honestly think that's when this whole podcast community started to explode, because where else would a, a community like us, going back to what you said before about, you know, celebrities, you've you got your own thing, this is grassroots. Where else would we get an opportunity to talk to each other as blind people or disabled people about this technology and about, right. hey, have you heard of this? And you know, have you tried this and this really, you know, hey, seeing AI is absolutely amazing, whatever. Where else would we get the opportunity to do that other than podcasts? It, it's, it's amazing.
1: Right. Okay, well, let's you know, listen, let's let's dive in and let's talk a little bit uh, about AT cuz you know, generally we don't we don't always get a, a chance to uh to yak about it uh, here with people. So, um talk to me a little bit about uh, some of the highlights that uh, you guys saw last year in, in 2023. What are what are some things that kind of you? Yeah, Sorry,
4: I, I just had I to be to- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, that is the winner. That really is.
4: It's got to be, though, AI, isn't it? I mean, um, I I I tell you what, of course I'm jumping to Be My Eyes and the Be My AI feature, which is absolutely fantastic. But I've got to say, I really, really do like just ChatGPT in general, the app itself. I I use it all the time. Since we've got the ability just to talk to it like a voice assistant, Um, it has replaced my voice assistant. I find it so useful um so for me it's got to be chat gpt as a baseline as the backbone for everything but be my eyes in general i mean i think the work that they do is absolutely fantastic but the way they were so quick and the way that the uh, mic and hands were so forward thinking forward looking to see the potential of ai and they were on it and you know the way they did the beta testing uh, the way that we were all involved in that, of course, there was a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth about the, uh, you know, the closed beta, and everyone wanted to be on it. Of course, almost a curse of their own success, but um, the way that they handled that, the way that they got, they they nurtured that feature. Uh, I think it was absolutely amazing. For me, that has got to be the highlight, not just the abilities of the actual feature itself, the image descriptions, how detailed it is, the, 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 how impressive that is, but just the company that is Be My Eyes, the way they did it. It blew me away. I was so impressed.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, it has to be the return of Soundscape. So, you know, Microsoft sunsetted, that's their word the app. Such in, a nice uh, word. It's a beautiful <laughs> word, isn't it? It's, uh, shot in the head. Absolutely so relaxing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Shot in the head, uh, taken outside, desert burial. Um, and that was, you know, a shame. But the good news was that, um, and I will say this, uh, thanks Scotland later, uh, and, and Ireland as and well. And
4: Ireland, thank yeah. you. But
0: we're all the same people really. It's just that the only difference between Scottish people and Irish people is Scottish people uh, left Ireland uh, looking for somewhere colder. <laughs> uh, and they just and they decided to you. head <laughs> to Scotland. So uh, yeah, that's basically it. But um, yeah, the, the the Soundscape app came back and, and I'm really pleased about that because, and we knew it would, I mean, we all knew it would in some form, didn't wow, really know did how we? or what form. Mm. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I did, I think I did. And I actually said on the show, way back when this was announced, I said, I think we'll, we'll thank Microsoft one day for, for making this app open source. And Sean said, no, 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 we not Fake news. I don't think there's any way to prove you said that. There's no way to prove it. No. I mean, you could go back and listen, but who's going to do that. Yeah. No. So, um, but I did see it, and it, it. I think I am thankful to them for doing it because they could have just, you know, shot it in the back of the head and left it for dead, and that was it. But actually, they didn't. They made it possible for us to. They just, they just left outside. Um." <laughs> Someone to carry to this horrific analogy. <laughs> you found it you found it shivering in the cold <laughs> that's unbelievable right. we brought it in uh gave it some soup and uh it seems to be a uh, healthier now and uh now can tell us how to get to the shops
4: it's very good though isn't it it's so nice it's 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 kind of weird now though because i asked siri to uh open soundscape and it says which app soundscape soundscape or soundscape, <laughs> any of them will do. It's fine. It I works. will say that, that that Voice Vista now has a um, uh, a subscription model for sustainability. I noticed, and it's not mandatory. It's entirely up to you if you want to subscribe. If you don't want to subscribe, you can still use it exactly as it is. There's no limitations. But if you are you know uh, interested in invested in its um, sustainability, then there is that option now. So. I think that's a a really interesting model Uh, i'm interested on the uptake of that i think it's over here it's 99p a month um i did the eight pounds 99 pence for a year but i'm more than happy to um subscribe to helpfully hopefully help the uh, development of that
0: i think the other story for me and this is a personal story is nvda is actually a pretty decent screen reader I learned Breaking this in news. 2023. Yeah, I did. I learned this in 2023 because I was—I'm uh, a JAWS user. Because I, I say I'm a JAWS user, but I was taught. My first screen reader of, of being taught was was JAWS, and that's because I was in work when I started using it. And I love JAWS. I think it's brilliant. It's a fantastic app. And I, I just there was a situation. I don't know if it was between changing a license or something had gone wrong with the license or whatever it was. I was without it for a few uh, weeks, and I thought, I need to do something else, because Narrator's good. And I don't think any of us really give Narrator the credit it deserves, if I'm honest as a screen reader. But um, you kind of automatically just think, oh, well, the first thing I'll do is I'll use Narrator, and I'll just get to the NVDA website and download yeah. that. <laughs> um, so I did. And um, Sean and I spent a bit of time, he taught me a, a few things about it and showed me what to do. And um, it, it, I mean, it's not that dissimilar to JAWS these days, it really isn't. The keystrokes and everything are pretty much the same across, the, you know, fairly across the board. And um, it's great. It's, and I love the add-on store, the, the additions to it that they've done over the last year, where you now have the add-on store. You know, if you want eloquence voice, you can have it. If you want you know, certain elements that you would get with JAWS, certain features, you can now add them with the add-on store. I think certain apps, like, I mean, I use WhatsApp on the PC all the time because I just love that app on there. It's the best experience for me with it. And NVDA's add-on for that, WhatsApp Plus, is just brilliant. It works so well. And so, you know, those are the kind of tools I've been using. I mean, I am a Mac user. Most of you know that. But I do go between both because I don't think I can really live in just one operating system. I just can't. Uh, There's things I need to do. That are more accessible on the pc and equally more accessible on the mac so i just kind of go between both but you know the mac accessibility it's, it's a little bit nine. nervous about it i'm a bit oh. nervous about mac accessibility over the past few months just even in the past couple of weeks i've noticed some issues um you go to a drop down menu it doesn't read the contents of it anymore what's that about i don't know why um there's things it's doing that i don't understand and um it always feels like you're I don't know, it almost feels like you're wrestling uh, with an airplane, you know, like wrestling with an airplane in the sky through, you know, a a, a thunderstorm or something, you know, when you're trying to use this thing. Versus on Jaws, you always feel like you know where you are. You've got firm hands on the wheel and you know exactly the direction of travel. I'm not saying Windows is perfect because we have a lot of people who were complaining about Windows last year as well. Um, Let's not even talk about File Explorer. But, you know, I think that... It has got a firmer, I feel I've got a firmer grasp on things. I feel I know where I am on a Windows PC, whereas I don't always know on a Mac. Even just a simple thing like arrowing up into a list. I and mean, when it starts reading out the same file name three times, you think, hang on, there's only one of those files on there. Why is it reading that three times? And it just, it's because it hasn't caught up yet with what it's trying to do. And those are the kind of things that put me off. And, you know, iOS is interesting. I also played with Android a lot more last year. Um, I've got a, a big story coming up actually uh, on Double Tap soon about my Google Pixel Eight and Watch Two experience. So that'll be uh, interesting for the Apple fan boys and girls to listen to from my point of view because I'm not an Android person, and I'm not pretending to be one. I'm not going to become one tomorrow. I am very jealous of the Android people though. I think they get good choice. I think they get the a lot Android more to play people. with. I, I mean, like the Android people. Yeah, they, they don't like me. Build but I like them. Here, Stephen. I like the no i like the android but i think they've got <laughs> lots of choice they've got lots of options They get tons of phones to choose from True. beautiful um, phones as well sexy hardware right yeah you know what do we get we get the same thing yeah iphone Boy. thing and that's it well
2: yeah. that's not necessarily it though because at least with ios it doesn't matter what phone you get your experience is going to be the same with android if you go samsung lg panasonic whoever whether are using TalkBack or their own voice, your accessibility mileage can vary. So that I still it think it's a bit of a Wild West. Oh, it makes it interesting for sure.
4: It <laughs> makes it really difficult to do any you know tutorials or demos, though, doesn't yeah. it? Because you always mm. got to open with that caveat. Now, it may be slightly different on your handset.
0: <laughs> yes. When your jelly bean, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> one I was reading and about already. the other day, which is like a 4.3 inch screen or something, it's tiny. Yep. Um, but again, you know, I, I, I think that's the thing for me with Android. It, it's It's at a stage where, and I often think about the people who are the real people who use these devices, right? Not the geeks, because the geeks have a very different approach to this. So the people who are really shouting all the time on social media about, you know, Apple fanboys and all the rest of it. You know, those are not the average users of these devices. And the average users are using the same apps we are using on iOS. So when I look at these devices, I'm looking at it slightly differently. I'm looking at it not from the point of view of how great the phone is and how wonderful it is and how customizable it is. People want to know the simple things. Can it do the same things that the iPhone can do? How does it compare in terms of accessibility? If I try to get to this app and do this thing on an iPhone, what's that experience like on an Android phone? That's the the real difference. That's the real versus that I'm interested in. Because I want to know what that experience is like. Because there are some people who tell me, well, you know, I use an Android phone. And, you know, I think I have a much better experience on certain apps than you do on iOS. And I think that's probably true. I think there's a lot of apps that's true. And I think it's probably vice versa as well. I think it's a bit like the Windows and Mac thing. Some things are accessible on one. Some things are accessible on the other. What you have to do is decide which one you have to choose. Because not everyone's going to carry two around. Mm -hmm. So which is best? and i think it all depends on everything's the individual right everything's down to the individual when you're coming to choose this kind of stuff
1: so speaking of uh, of apple i'm curious to to know what your guys's take on the division pro is um, you know of course that that was the other you know sort of big announcement of 2023 was as you know apple Announced their virtual reality headset, uh, in, in you know, in the in the form of this this Vision Pro. What do you guys think of
4: that? It's funny because I was so excited at the event when they actually unveiled this. So excited, and of course, you know, lots of people say, well, "Why? This is a visual product. Why would you be excited?" But of course, all I'm thinking about is the when it comes to VR. VR for me is all about digitizing. The world around you. It needs to understand the environment in a lot of ways. If it's going to overlay something, it needs to know what's a flat surface, what's a wall. You know, recognise objects and things like that. And for us, you know, visually impaired, that's really useful. If it can digitise the world, then there's some form of accessibility there, hopefully. So, when it came to the Vision Pro, this was Apple's first sort of steps into wearable. um, Well, I'm thinking of cameras, basically. And of course, you've got the Apple design flair, absolutely beautiful design. Uh, I was really excited, but I must admit, I'm thinking about it. And when it comes to the actual practicalities of it, it probably isn't going to be that useful. The main thing for me is because there was a rumor going around that Apple would not allow third party uh, apps access to the cameras. And for me, that's a total killer because all I'm thinking about is Ira, Be My Eyes, whatever it may be. using something like that but away from that the actual design of it it's not really for outdoor use i don't know how i would necessarily wear it indoors for any time and with products such as the celeste or the envision glasses coming along you know they're far more practical from a usability point of view than the vision pro Uh, it's not to say i'm still not really interested in what apple do with this i mean you know uh, for me it's got to be Um, like the Ray-Ban Metas or like Celeste glasses. As soon as we get to that sort of just simply throw on a pair of glasses with a camera in it that connects to your iPhone and the iPhone can access that camera, I'm all in. And I see this as a first step, but to be quite honest with you, I'm just, from a sort of nerdy, geeky point of view, it, it was exciting, but practically, probably not.
0: Yeah, I've got to say, I love buying Apple products that would be well proven by my recent, Credit even guidance. recent <laughs> purchases. Um, and this is one product I probably won't buy. And that surprises people when I say that, because they're like, really? You're, of course you're gonna buy it. You're saying that, but of course you'll buy it. But I have to ask myself the question, what is this gonna do for me? What am I going to be able to do with it? Now, yeah, I mean, if, if it's all visual and touch and you know being able to look at my laptop screen at a hundred inches or whatever, yeah, that's not going to work for me. That's not going to do anything for me that I'm going to find useful. So really, goes back to that point about, you know, podcasts we're talking about earlier, right? Content is king. If there's no apps on here that are going to be of any use to us, then what's the point? And then to Sean's point, if there's other devices out there that I can buy that are cheaper, I mean, we'd be talking here. I mean, I have a hunch, right? I have a little hunch here. I'll share it with you guys. I wouldn't be surprised if the Envision glasses suddenly have a sale around the launch of Vision Pro. <laughs> and I say that because it'll be the first time in history, I think, that we can say a piece of specialist tech costs less than mainstream equivalent. Um, mm. uh, you know, and, and there's no guarantee that you could do any of the things that you can do with Envision glasses with Vision Pro. There's no guarantees about that. Mm. So you'd be buying this with hope that someone's going to develop the app. So I'm going to drop three and a half grand on this machine, which might do something, but I could spend two and a half grand that I know will. Now you can argue the merits of Envision Glasses and I've I've got a big series on that coming up soon as well because that's something I've been working on and, and looking at spending a bit of time with Envision Glasses and actually using it and, and learning about its uses and its benefits. Of course, bearing in mind it is currently at least running on very old and actually outdated hardware. running off google glass enterprise edition which is dead that project is done and i think that envision you know will clearly be looking for a new provider and i think that's something we'll hear about in 2024 we're going to hear a lot about you know what the new provider for that might be it could be something like celeste you know that becomes the new envision or whatever but the point is can the technology is the technology good enough to make it worthwhile. I mean, that's what we're looking for, right? Whatever we're buying, we're always thinking, okay, what can it do for us? I mean, of course we are. That's why you buy something, right? It's not about buying something. You're never going to use it or you can't get any value out of it. So, you know, if if this Apple Vision Pro thing comes along and everyone says, oh, it's great, it's wonderful. I can, you know, watch Netflix in my bed, you know, with a 300 inch screen in front of me, well, good for you. But I could just turn on the telly or just listen to it in my earbuds, you yeah. know, and put my AirPods Pro in. I mean, to me, The blind version of Vision Pro is AirPods Pro 2 because I can get my spatial audio there. Um, I can get my audio world in that space and it's a lot cheaper. So I'd rather do that. And I think, you know, when it comes to Celeste, I mean, I'll be interested to see how Celeste goes. I think we're at a very early stage and it's interesting because I see a lot of people saying, and it might seem negative, but I, I do share this sentiment, you know, we beta test these products. We beta test every product these days. I mean, I, I must admit, at the start of the year, I was very much of the, the mindset that, uh, you know, we're always beta testing this stuff. We're always being asked as blind people to fork out thousands upon thousands of dollars on something that may not even survive. But, right. you know, we're kind of hope. But, but then I realized, actually, that's true of all tech. You know, you buy any product. I mean, buy anything from Google. Probably get canceled next okay. week. Yep. So, you know, it's it's always the chance you take. And... I think you know, for me, what I'm looking for in that moment is how can this how can this be useful to me? And I think Envision Glasses Celeste, if it comes along and, and works out well, I think that will be that'll be interesting. But I do think we're at a very early stage with this, unfortunately. Um, Ray Ban is the Meta Glasses. They are interesting. They are very interesting because they seem closer to the the Holy Grail in some ways because they're they're fashionable. They've got the style. They have. Arrange. You can get them with prescriptions. You can do all this kind of thing. Um, you can also, you know, get the AI features on there. But the one thing it's missing is that connection to third-party apps. It's right. stuck within its own world. And if that if that can be knocked through, if we can Shawshank that relationship. Oh, nice. Between, thank you, <laughs> between um, meta and the outside world, then, you know, That'd be pretty cool. It's well, so annoying, though, on?
4: right? It's so annoying. All I want is a $200, $300 pair of sunglasses with a camera built in that will connect to my phone, and my phone will just use it as the camera. Oh, is that all? I'd, I'd be able to see, it, that, is, that is it. And the the reason you can't do that is because, well, Apple, you know, that, they, they won't let any other apps access that as a camera. you got to use the camera built into the thing. It's so annoying. It should be so simple, shouldn't it? Why are we yeah, not yeah. The, here yet?
2: Do you think, think that'll change soon, though? Because how long was Apple fighting putting USB-C in their devices, and now we have it?
4: But if you connect a USB cam to your iPhone, the, the apps aren't going to suddenly switch over to that and use that. You couldn't open up Be My Eyes, for example, and connect it to a clip-on body cam. I don't think. Or can mm. you? I've never tried know. it. I'm assuming not. I'm assuming it's all software-locked. No, yeah, exactly. Really? So it's it's all again software locked. It's a a business decision that is holding this back. I am sure. I'm sure the technology is there
0: mm-hmm. for
4: a Wi-Fi connected wearable camera, and yet we still we still have. I mean it's not even get into the subscription model um, argument, you know, not just for apps but also for some of these services. Um, yeah, I don't know. I want something like the Bose Frames, the Anchor Frames. Uh, I think of some other ones. There were so many other ones out there. Some audio Bluetooth sunglasses. I want the same thing, just with a camera. Is that too much to ask, Stephen? Is it? Yes. Is it?
0: Yes. Okay, sorry. I,
3: I think I think Apple missed the mark a couple of times on, on the uh, vision glasses. Uh, one, they, they look like you're wearing a scuba mask. You know, they, they, they are not attractive in any way. Um, nobody is going to go walking outside with those unless they're actually wearing a pair of flippers to go along with them. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and yeah, the, the not allowing third party developers access to it is an enormous disservice, not, not just to the, the community at large, but also to Apple themselves. I think they've really, you know, limited, uh, the, the application for the product.
0: There could be so many other applications for it. Yeah, I mean, again... We don't with know if this, that's but, official, though, do we? Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, there's a question mark around what they are actually being allowed access to. And, of course, Apple being Apple, they're very private about this. And, of course, there are probably a number of developers who have gone into NDA mode at this point to, to not announce anything until this thing is released, whenever that is. There's a rumor of it being end of January, early February for launch. I mean, it's pretty much ready to go by all accounts. So, you know, they'll be keen to get it moving. But this is going to be... This is day one, Right, and I, I think this is a product that you know, this is the ultimate beta tester because this is not the final version of this, and I think I'd be more interested in version two. And it's funny, you know, I, the temptation maybe a few years ago to buy this. I was Sean and I were talking about this on the show recently, and I was you know kind of almost irritated by it. Not this has nothing to do with Apple or the Vision Pro, but just, just in the sense that right, it was just to do with Sean. Yeah, yeah I was irritated by him. But uh, <laughs> I, I just feel this is a product where, which I feel I would love to have had 10 years ago when I had more vision. I would have loved to have had this. It would have been amazing. And I think that's part of it for me. I feel that this is a product I, I could buy, but I would have no use out of at all. My wife, she just got the Meta Quest 3, which is the VR headset. And she's getting on okay with it, actually. She's finding that, you know, because she needs everything really close to her all the time, this is actually working out pretty well. So she, and she can walk up close to this thing. You know, she can walk up to things that in, in the virtual space. You can look at menus close up. She can see things close. So she's actually finding it really good. And she, she said to me, do you want to try it? And I put it on and I tried one a few years ago, but I just couldn't, there was just nothing out of it. I was getting nothing. And I thought, this is pointless. And um, it just irritated me a little bit. So I feel that's maybe, uh, from a personal point of view, I'm maybe getting a little bit down on Division Pro, but it's, and that's just my experience of it. But I feel this is something that will eventually become, I think, what we're all looking for. But it's going to be version three, maybe four, or maybe something totally different. This might be the beginning of moving into this new world of, because I mean, look, you've got to think about this. This is not just a new product category in the sense that, You know, they talk about the way that Apple talk about this is like it's the new way of computing, you know, so that eventually you're wearing this computer all the time. But I can see them thinking beyond that. And I wonder what that will look like. So, you know, they're going to be obviously going to be working on smaller versions of this. And, and, you know, because I I think they know themselves this is not going to be a hugely popular product. I mean, the price alone. The right. price alone just puts it off. I mean, it's way over what most people are going to pay yeah, to, the Meta, for this kind of thing. The MetaQuest,
3: it, it, it's considerably cheaper than the Apple one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, like $400 I mean, it's
0: Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the Quest 2, I think, is about 400 things, I think it's about double for the MetaQuest 3, but it's still significantly less. I mean, you could buy mm-hmm. one for each finger of your hand <laughs> and probably still have some change left over. <laughs> So what we're looking for is a Be My Eyes AI live mode. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, right? Because the thing for me, the thing I'm looking forward to next year, this year, uh, 2024, is, um, and I think we'll we'll see this. I mean, there's talk already about ChatGPT 4.5, which apparently is, you know, sending some people running for the hills (laughs) because it's so scary how good it is. Um, You know, I think if, if we get to a point where computers can see and visualize and respond that could be interesting there was a, there was an example given of a guy he was showing you know cuz let's be honest about it a lot of this technology will be eaten up by the military before anyone else mm. before we get our hands on it and there was one example of a guy who had a target on his forehead and he was using it as an example so the camera i don't know if it was a camera or what it was but the ai was essentially tracking him and this guy was moving. He was like back and forward, and up and down. He was trying so hard to get this target off his head. And it just wouldn't move. It was trained on him perfectly. And it's interesting because you can see how that, I mean, okay, so in that moment you think, well, what's that going to do with blindness? But then you think about, well, okay, if I'm wanting to cross a road and I want to be absolutely certain there's no cars coming, then I want to be sure there's no cars coming. And if technology can actually assess the road in front of me and assess what's going on around me and give me that live, real-time information to say it's safe to go and be able to track other things moving around, people moving around, that could be really interesting. That could really help. So, you know, and and that doesn't feel that far away.
2: Some of that's already technology built
0: into vehicles.
2: So yeah, it's
0: not far away. Exactly, that's right, yeah. That's exactly how driverless cars work, right? So, you know, that's if that technology comes to the blind people, then we're we're going to do all right. Yeah, it is exciting.
1: Um, You know, I think you know AI in general, I think is is really interesting. It's another one of these examples of a a, you know a mainstream technology that nobody even realized when they were developing it that it was going to be it would be such a powerful piece of AT. You know, it it almost feels like you know sort of happenstance that uh that it that it was developed and and now that there you know a lot of third party developers are realizing this and getting on board yeah i think you're right i I think that uh you know that's that's what i'm kind of excited about for for the coming year as well just 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 don't screw this up don't don't create self-aware uh hybrid (laughs) octopus shark robots uh that that can fly that's all
0: tornadoes yeah you know yeah. what gets me, though, right? The, the whole thing that gets me about the driverless car story, cause I, was re- I was listening to a story the other day from NPR about Cruise and how it had fallen by the wayside and said that part of the issue was because Cruise had moved, tried to move too quickly with their production, and, you know, there were a lot of issues they hadn't really sorted out. And they were saying things like, you know, the cars would, you know, other people would drive into them, or the cars would bump something. And I'm thinking... Is this the car's fault? Or is this other people looking at the car who don't know how to drive a car, hence why we need driverless cars, crashing into them? <laughs> and we maybe need to sort this. I mean, I, I think driverless cars, I, I sometimes get so irritated by the way that people who love driving, I love to drive my car. It's like, oh, shut up. No, you don't. No one likes driving a car. Every, every single time I have been in a car, which has been a lot in my life, generally, those people are shouting at other people. what i mean unless you like shouting at people i don't mind that actually to be fair but you know if you do if you like shouting at people and i've been a passenger in a car leaning out of a car yelling at a bus driver saying you cannot possibly get into that space and i'm thinking what's good about this what in any way is good about this why don't we just sit back relax watch a netflix show let the robot take control and it's chilled out it doesn't care less it's not an attitude problem it just gets on with it and then everyone lives
3: you sometimes get the sense that the standards for driverless cars are actually significantly higher than the standards for drivers, you know, human drivers on humans, the road.
4: Yes, absolutely.
3: And, you know, it's like, oh, the car ran over somebody.
4: Well, how many humans
0: did that today? Exactly. You know? exactly yeah. That's right. I mean, it's so funny, right? I don't know if it's like, this the same with you, but here in the UK or wherever, you know, I, I guess this is the same in other parts of the world. If you want to have a child, you have a child. Right? You know why If you get together, you have an agreement. You, um, do you have agreement. to... Agreement?
3: Uh, Is that what you call it? Oh, that's a, that's a, you know, do I have a kid?
0: They go, yeah. And okay, fine. That's an agreement, right? So, you, you, you go off into the, you know, you get some Barry White album, you head off into the, you know, and then you <laughs> have a nice night. night and Right, you, you know, I, I'm not going to explain to you what happens. I'm sure you know. Please do. And, you, you know, a, a baby arrives, right? And, and hopefully it's yours. And, um... Why,
4: where you, is this going?
0: <laughs> this better be a damn good analogy,
4: Stephen Scott.
0: Double tap after dark. Oh, I know, I know. This is, this is, this is regular double tap, trust me. Um, but, you know, if you want to have a dog, you got to go for an interview. I've got to sit down with someone. I had to sit down for an interview to see if I was a suitable candidate to own a dog. And I'm thinking... Why is that? Why is it that I have to sit down and have an interview to have a dog, whereas I can have a child without even really thinking that much about it? (laughs) And that's the same approach with driverless cars and and regular drivers. There's way more emphasis put on the the, the driverless car because we see it as this kind of, it's funny because on one hand we see it as this um, nothingness you know, that's capable of doing something that could be bad. You know, it's, it's like almost mindless. And then at the same time, we go from that to, but it's going to kill us all because it's more intelligent than, than all of us combined. And I, so like, there's got to be a middle ground there, right? I mean, there's got to be a middle ground between this thing is going to kill us all and it's completely, utterly hopeless. It's,
4: it's so much easier for me. It's just, you just look at the facts, the safety records, millions and millions of miles driven um, under automony, Ooh. and hmm? uh, uh, automony. and yet, guy. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the accident rate is minimal. It's, uh, there is no question in my mind. Uh, the scariest thing for me is that transitional period where there's driverless and then there's human drivers on the road. If we could just, you know, wave a magic wand and suddenly everything is driverless, it would be from a safety point of view, absolutely amazing. society wouldn't be the same, but it would be absolutely amazing
3: I don't know yeah. why they haven't gotten around to networking cars i think I think with you know close close radio communication and uh you know modern technologies we we should be able to network our cars so that you know our cars aware of where the other cars are in relation to them,
0: and they're just not allowed
3: to drive into each other
0: period. Well, that, I think yes, that's the idea, right, isn't it? That's the whole point with these cars, that they could be networked. They could all—they will know what each other are. And that's, I mean, in essence, that would be, I mean, uh, the problem you have is that you're never going to go from a world that has, you know, no driverless cars to all driverless cars. It has to be a gradual process, which is a problem. I hate the idea of having to bring people along with this. Why can't we just have someone go around at night, take everyone's car off them, you know open the door give you give me your keys and then t- take the car put it in the back of a lorry take it away <laughs> to turn it into a, a new car that's better that's yeah. driverless uh, you know so get that crushed and get it you know turned into something else just like the apple robot does you know you take it into the you take your phone into the store it, yeah, the, that's the right. robot grabs hold of it munches it and turns it into a new iphone
4: just snap the steering wheel off yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're off <laughs> an yeah, iPhone on be- the dash
0: that would be it, right? So you just, you know, you can then end up with, you know, a whole bunch of new cars. But that's not how it's going to work. That's the problem. So I think what you'll probably find is that that's why the, the push towards um, driverless taxis. I know where, I mean, where I live. Actually, the subway system we have in Glasgow, in Scotland, is, is about to become driverless next year, twenty twenty five. And um, it's a very small subway system, but you know, completely autonomous by twenty twenty five. And you know. That's interesting, you know? And they're saying by 2026 in the UK, we will have these cars on the road. We'll be able to get driverless taxis. Honestly, I think one, it, just, it has to just start somewhere, you know? I mean, in Phoenix in Arizona, where the tests are going on, I think it's Waymo that are doing the tests there with Uber as well. Yeah. Um, those tests are going really, really well. And people, I think, are starting to get used to the idea. And that's all it is. It's just about getting people used to the idea. They've been bringing autonomy into cars for years. A friend of mine mm-hmm. has a car... Um, a car stopped in front of us, slammed on the brakes, and his car automatically stopped. And, like He didn't even hit the brake. The car just stopped. And I'm, how does that, that, that's incredible how that works. <laughs> but it does. That already works. If cars in front of him in on the, on the motorway are going, are starting to slow down, his car will start to reduce speed to accommodate you know, any impending doom. And you just think, that's incredible how that's that's already kind of there. And and, and you're just getting people, because yeah. what they're trying to do is get drivers round to that way of thinking. You know, yeah, you can take your hand off the wheel. Yeah, do you know what? Just See, what I want is a car that can, I, I often say that, you know, one thing I'll do with my driverless car, I mean, I'm not going to go and get it, obviously. I'm, you know, I'm not a savage. It can come to me. But what I want to do is go to McDonald's and get a McDonald's breakfast, because that's the only thing I'll ever eat from McDonald's. Um, but then I realised, actually, couldn't I just send the car to get the McDonald's for me and bring yeah. it? You know, could just open its little window. You can just chuck in the meal yep. into the driver's seat. A
4: little note on the window. It's like it's the thing of sending your dog round to get the newspaper.
0: That's beautiful, Stephen. It's exactly the same thing. That's how lazy I am. I want the car to go and get my fast food for me. I'm all and over who that says idea. they wouldn't do that? Anyone who says that is a liar. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, totally. It could revolutionize. <laughs> Backed TV. everyone into a corner with that one. That's the Scottish, a Scottish well, approach.
2: I, I was thinking no more denial of service or guide dogs, but if it can get my fast food for me, that's even better
0: absolutely yeah. well, that's right You I'll put you the did, guide dog in the driver's seat that would be fun you,
3: you did mention how it's easier to get a kid these days so why don't you just send the kid for it one more reason to have a kid the only problem with that
0: is you end up with a kid as well that's the that only sense. downside for
1: me <laughs> and it's true i mean heck 10 years ago if you would have told us that you know yeah you could totally just if you want burger king you can just uh you know call this you, know, you can just Pull up this this app on your phone, and uh, someone will go get you Burger King and bring it to your apartment. You would have thought, what? That's yeah. that's insane. What, yeah, but here we
0: are. We 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 live in the, the age of that. Well, oh, you do. what I live, no, you don't get that. Here. <laughs> uh <laughs> but you know, it is it is more possible than it used to be, and that's the point, right? That you can do that, and you know, even same day delivery from Amazon. I mean, things like you know, you just you, there's lots of things you just cannot imagine. I and mean, we've had a lot of progress with tech. That's the great thing. And it's all yeah. benefited us. I mean, I think what it's like you're saying, Sean, you know, when tech accessibility essentially became mainstream. And that, that's ultimately it. You know, I've had people say to me in the past, and well-meaning people, right? Nothing worse is other than well-meaning people. Anyway, the well-meaning people <laughs> who'll say things like, well, I don't shop at Amazon because I don't agree with their practices on blah de blah de, blah And you'll, yeah, but do you know what? It's a lot easier for me to use their app to buy what i need to go through their checkout process which i don't have to keep putting my car details on every five minutes sign in I accept a million cookies whatever it is i can just go get what i need i can even shout at my amazon echo and say reorder me more mars bars and it will send me more mars bars and they'll come the next day it's Other easy
4: is available
0: just yeah, so and, and they what have what
2: doing. you need you don't have to waste time going to the store
4: exactly. to find they don't
0: have what you're looking for it's like I mean I, I don't know about you guys, but going to a store, did it last week actually to go and get something last week from the store, and it's it's only because you know, it was that time of year that everything's just so busy, and we don't have we we've one sort of I honestly sound like I live on the moon of <laughs> options I have when it comes to anything, but you know we have one delivery store where we can get store food delivered to us, and um, it wasn't running that day. So I said, okay, I'll go to the store and I went into this store and my wife asked me to get something which I'd never bought out of the store before because generally if I go in I know exactly what I'm buying I know what it is and the store you know hopefully hasn't moved it but if it hasn't then I'll find it and this particular thing I could not find and I had to find somebody who could help me and all this but the hassle and the challenge it was just unbelievable And it's funny, it's those kind of things we talk about in the show. And I often say it's important we talk about these things because this is the real world people live in. It's, it's, you know... Of course, it'd be great to have a driverless car that can take us and all that. But the reality is it's us walking to the store. So that means not falling, finding your way to the store, navigating bins, trash cans, people, dogs, children, mess all kinds of nonsense and then you get to the store and then you got to find whatever you're looking for and then make your way back and honestly i came home that day with the biggest headache i'd ever had and all i went out to get was mashed potato i mean it was ridiculous all this for mashed potato <laughs> worth it not really no <laughs> no <laughs> and that's the point so when you, when someone says oh, well i don't use amazon well good for you don't use it okay fine don't use it then but don't vilify me for using it, because it makes my life easier. Say. No, I agree. I don't know. No, I,
4: I, no, I do, <laughs> I do, I do. I
1: do agree. <laughs> no judging. This is a no-judge zone. We'll never judge you for using Amazon.
0: I, I, honestly, people say to me, you know, do you want to use Amazon? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Use, do whatever you want to do, right? But I, I don't care what people do with their lives. Just don't tell me what you want me to do with mine. That's, right. that's as far as I'm. That's as far as I go with that. I'm like, you know, you do, you do, you, you do whatever makes you happy. I don't care what you do. Just leave me alone.
1: <laughs> that's right. Which is a great, which is a great way to end the show. I feel like that's a great message. Just, Just leave, leave me alone.
0: Get that cowbell bang. Come I was going to say that. <laughs> Thank you. Go and i'll drink to that
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's right you guys are at the end of your day we're at the beginning of
0: ours so yes pitch black drinking for us well more pitch black
1: (laughs) well guys listen uh (laughs) it's as usual an absolute delight to talk to you guys uh we love having you on it's so fun uh where the hell can people find you if uh, if if they if they want to? I mean, where, Honestly, at this point, where the hell can't they find you? But I think that's
0: yeah. I mean, look, if you we're on the internet, if that helps people, we're on the internet. Um, so you can find this. But I am the worst promotions person we for don't our like show. That. It's like it's on there. I think it's a podcast. I think they still put it up there. Um, so you can find it. Search for Double Tap. Uh, we're in amongst the gun nuts and the zombies and um <laughs> you, and yeah you'll search in amongst just in amongst that you know you'll you'll find us uh but yeah double tap is the name of the show uh it's from ami audio which you can uh, listen to uh, they are serious people we're just the dog and pony right. show that fills in some time in between the proper shows yeah. um but uh yeah you can find us on ami uh, we do have our own website that was that was something else actually for 2023 i was quite proud of we um built a website Um, So, yeah, doubletaponair.com, which is probably the best place to go, now I think about it. Um, That's probably not a bad place to send people. Well done. Forgot the website. We got there in the end. doubletaponair.com. All the information's there, or at least enough to get you to where you want to get to. Excellent. Which might be somewhere else.
4: (laughs) I will promote Sean of The Shed. Podcast. So, Yay. ah, thank you very much. Yes, little ding. tips, little. Uh, yes, where's my ding? Oh, sorry. <laughs> thank you. That's the Sean of the Shed. That's Sean, S <laughs> H A U N of the Shed. Find me in your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Thank you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that special YouTube bell. That was, is that the bell that they talk about on YouTube? Yes, hit the bell. <laughs> hit the <laughs> bell. There you go. And guys, uh
3: please please uh, send uh email uh, Ryan your addresses. I'm gonna gonna send you guys a little parting gift from the show. Oh.
4: Oh is, is it that money? Sorry, of restraining order. <laughs>
0: it, is, it is not money. It's funny how you went for. I went to money. He went to restraining order. how <laughs> <laughs> our minds work. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, listen. I want to say as well, thank you to you for for the invite to come on because it's been um, it's, it's been uh, clearly too long. Twenty four years and yes, counting. I, as I know. We were last on, and I um, know. It, we we will definitely at least keep it to twelve. That's right. We'll time. cross
1: trails much, much sooner uh, this time around. We yeah, love having be... you
4: on. Let's wait another six years. We <laughs>
1: <laughs> have to cleanse the palate.
0: Of course. That's right, yeah. You can be a big lemon for that. <laughs> Hello.
4: Well, guys,
1: listen, best of, uh, best of luck uh, in the coming year. Uh, like I said, uh, you're welcome back anytime. Anytime. You say that. You say that. Uh, no, we, you, you are. You absolutely are. And, See you next uh, week. And, uh, Bye yeah. next week. <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh. We have
2: an opening. You're on. <laughs> we'll talk and about Sean and how to use a walker and a cane together.
1: Oh, I yeah, no. <laughs> That's a shot itself,
0: isn't it? <laughs> wow.
1: wow. Amazing. Thank you Beautiful. so much, guys. Thanks. So and, much. Yeah, lovely talking to you guys again. You yeah, too. Yeah, you too. Okay, guys.
4: Hey, hey! I want hey. that. Can we get that on our signboard? <laughs> I want that
0: bell.
1: you got to figure out how to trademark this.
0: I, yeah. I would honestly encourage you to listen to the 8th of January episode because I have a feeling you're going to hear a, 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 something similar on that show. <laughs> 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 a little uh, tribute to you guys. Yes. Very nice. Nice one.
2: All right, boys. All right, Thank
0: you, guys. Right,
2: take, take care, guys. Care. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care. See you. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. bye.
1: Uh, it's always fun talking to those guys. I love it. Indeed. Yeah. You know they're energy. fun, and yeah, they're fun, and they talk a lot, so we don't have to. Yep. It makes our job easier and the show more entertaining. It's a win-win. Hundred percent. Between them and the cowbell, really, those are the those are the stars of the show. Highlights <laughs> of the show. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah.
1: I, think, uh, right. I don't think the cowbell's got such a workout in a while. It's so. been a while. Yeah. It might go to his head though. So. <laughs> That's right. We can just get AI uh an AI cowbell. There you go. That'd be interesting. Autonomous autonomous cowbell it can just hit itself whenever <laughs> whenever it needs to. To read the room. Whenever there's a lull. But There's one. Yes, exactly. Had that been AI, it would have recognized that, but unfortunately it's in in human hands right now. Yeah. There's human limitations. Indeed. Uh, All right. Well,
2: Hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Uh, Where can people find us? They can find us online at atbanter.com. Hey, they can also
1: drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell at com, the hardest working cowbell in the industry folks
3: indeed and if they're really so inclined they can find us on social medias too although i couldn't tell you which social medias. is because it's fine there, we're on so. instagram facebook yeah. blah 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 yeah.
2: no one goes there anyways but whatever
1: unless you're in meta or is that still still a thing the metaverse
2: i don't know probably yeah could be
3: mm-hmm.
1: i'm not there yeah me neither so but like maybe what the technology we'll... is not in the metaverse. Well, well I mean, I, on Facebook.
0: Yeah, on Facebook,
1: but that's different than the metaverse. All right. That's Sorry, what I was talking about. Sorry. The, the I thought is was everything. No. What well, is it? I don't, see, I don't even know. That's why these idiots, they rebrand themselves. <laughs> I mean, we don't even know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> meta. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways. Yep. See, that's why we don't rebrand. That's right. We're <laughs> the same brand we've been the entire time. That's right. I'm proud of it. Damn it. Uh all right. Well, I think that is going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks, of course, to Sean and Steve for joining us. Or Steven, sorry. Uh and Steve. Steve, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. You know, it's an eight AM show. I know these are these are not easy shows. I'm getting better at it. Now that I gotta
3: commute into the office, I'm up at this time of day.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, it used yeah, to used sure. to be I could roll out of bed at eight thirty and just you know <laughs> sort of crawl over to the chair, but uh, but now I gotta you know get dressed, shower, drive in. You know, yeah, that's right. Speaking yeah. of which,
1: I'm late. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We, we're better, let's go. Okay. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, we will see everybody
3: next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology. Providing low vision and blindness solutions, as well as physical access solutions and augmentative communication aids across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com, or if you're in the Vancouver Lower Mainland, visit our storefront at number 106 828 West 8th Avenue in Vancouver. That's one block off Broadway at Willow. You can reach us by phone toll free at 1 844 795 8324 or by email at sales at canastech.com.